0: Welcome to this episode of Hustle & Pro. I'm your host, Kelly Walker. We're expanding beyond Frisco today, actually way beyond. Joining us from France is Lucas Caneda. Uh, Welcome to Hustle & Pro, Lucas.
1: Hello, Kelly. Um, Thank you for having me at your show. I'm pretty excited.
0: Me too. This will be fun. I usually talk to athletes and coaches here in the Frisco, Texas area, which we're a Dallas suburb. And so it'll be great to hear a, a different voice today. So I mentioned that you're um, talking to us from France, but you're actually from Argentina. So tell us a little bit about the move from Argentina to France and how sports was a factor in, in that.
1: Sure, I mean, I was born and raised in Argentina. So I, I lived there since I was, uh, since I was born till I was about 25. And uh, five or six years ago, I've actually moved to France to fulfill my dream To that was becoming a professional rugby player. Uh, back home, there were no professional clubs. So I, I pretty knew in my mind that if I wanted to follow my dream, I had to move eventually. So for me, in that case, since I was doing what I loved, uh, I was following my passion. It was pretty easy, I would say, even though moving into a whole new country, whole different uh system and everything. It's not it's never easy, right? But uh saving distances, it was pretty much what I've always wanted. So that made things easier. It it made the decision a lot easier. Because you had a goal, take. a
0: dream in mind. So of course I had an objective. That
1: that's that that makes everything a lot
0: Were you playing rugby as a kid? You started playing as a kid?
1: Yeah, I started when I was five or six. Uh, My mom actually took me to play rugby. We had nothing to do with rugby, but she thought it was a nice idea. And I thank her for that.
0: (laughs) So then, okay, this is probably obvious and you probably hate this question, but, you know, I'm here in Texas. And so when I think of Argentina, I would assume that everything is just dominated by football or soccer. So did you also play that sport and why rugby instead?
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't, I I don't hate that question at all. Quite the opposite. I, I do live soccer. Uh, I played it. Uh, I played it pretty good too. Uh, in fact, one year, uh, when I was young, I was around 10 or 11, I decided to play soccer instead of rugby, uh, uh, I went to one of the best clubs in Argentina and, and spent the whole year there. But the atmosphere was not exactly the same. It just didn't have so much fun. Uh, I spent one year at a club playing with 60, 70 different people. Mm-hmm. made no friends. I was 10 to 11 years old. I mean, that, that's not why you go. When you're a kid. You want to have fun. You want to play some ball. You want yeah. to, you know is that some, because some friends sorry. is that
0: because the culture of football in Argentina was so serious and and it was just such a such a popular sport that they were training so young is do you feel like that's what it was
1: yeah i think it's it's a lot about that but especially and i hate to say it because it's my country you know and i love it and the but the situation the economical situation is not very good so some people actually see soccer as an escape, uh, economic escape for, for their families. So they pushed their kids so hard. Uh, and I remember the day I came in, it was again, it was, I was a kid. I came into the changing room for the first time ever. And I met, I don't know, 60, 70 different people that whenever the, I, they watched at me and they were just like looking at me, uh, Nobody, nobody even said a word until uh, uh, around 30 seconds went by and one of the kids stood up, came to me, looked at me straight into the face and he said, "What position do you play?" Just like that, not even high, right? Yeah I was like, I don't know I play I play seven nine I like to score. say so you should watch out because uh, he points one, one of the other guys. he's our our nine. It's like okay.
0: Like don't come in our territory and try yeah. to yeah, try to mix in with us. Well, okay, then that's probably the you got the opposite um out of rugby then. And I've and I've read that you talk about rugby players and the rugby family feeling. So what what do you mean by that?
1: Yeah, it's it's the whole opposite. What what you learn since you're a little kid when you're playing rugby is that rugby is for friends, uh rugby is for you know, passion, of course, you're a competitor, you'd like to win, but it's always about friendship. It's always about being humble. Uh, It's always about values. And you learn those values through a sport, but it's actually a lot more than just playing a game. It's becoming a better person, understanding that you need to put effort into to get better, Uh, understanding that there's times where you will fail, uh times that you will suffer uh, in terms of uh, physical suffer, I mean because you, uh, you will get tackled, you will get uh hit, you will get uh, very strong fitness sessions that you will I mean you, who enjoys being uh, so tired at the end of a session that they don't want to come back. I mean but that, that happens and it's the only way to get better. It's right. the only way to to keep progressing and and, and the sport is actually it its bases are all there. It's not just becoming uh you know uh, a professional athlete uh that was my goal but i I have ninety nine percent of people that I know back home that they just play for fun they just play because it's the sport and it's it becomes your home, right your club becomes your home. you don't just. Uh, go from one club to the other when you're in Argentina you just stay at your club and you love your club that's what's so important and my friends I mean my 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 real friends uh, they're all from from rugby and I've played with them for countless years and I'll uh, and I'll keep them forever
0: yeah it sounds like there's a loyalty when you talk about you know you stay with your club and I and I would expect with that sport there's a vulnerability because you, you're not, you're relying on each other. It's, and it's so physical and there's not, you're not padded up like in American football and these other (laughs) things are hidden behind helmets. Right. So like you're physically lifting each other, you know, to, to greatness and to be better together as a team, you can't do it without your teammates.
1: Of course. I mean, you, you need to be playing together. It's the only way to succeed. And, uh, you learn that pretty quickly. There's never a team that gets uh, with individualities. They, you never get too far. And uh, that's the beauty about the sport is that you need to be playing together. You need to be um, working together, suffering together uh, in order to get better. And one of the things I, I usually speak about from rugby, that it's, it's one a unique, I would say, aspect of the game is that, everyone can play uh, you you're small you're big you're thin you're fat you're quick you're slow there's always a position for you at the team and uh of course you can you need to train you need to get better at what you do but there's always a task for you there's always something you need to be doing and um that's a, something you don't find at any other sport uh, that's one of the things i love so anyone can play rugby
0: I've read that they are having the Rugby World Cup 2023 in France.
1: Yeah, it's so good. I mean, it's pretty soon, right? Time flies. Yeah, Yeah, it's just next two years. There's actually a lot of work going on to get prepared. So pretty exciting.
0: So what is that level when we're talking about the Rugby World Cup? What does that level of rugby look like um, compared to what you're playing? I mean, are, are you at this level where you you're in a league where you can qualify for something like that, or are you in a completely different world?
1: No, not, not anymore, to be honest. I mean, I used to be play, I used to play second division in France, which is pretty high. Um, I'm right now in the fourth or fifth division uh, this year. We are in in an ambitious club where, where we want to really go up and we are putting all the means into it, but we are not today at that level anymore. Uh, but um, I'm happy to be where I am because I'm actually doing two things at the same time. I'm prof- playing professionally, but I'm also uh, directing one of our companies here, uh, Unicorn Incubator, which is uh, an accelerator, a startup accelerator. So I'm also working up uh, on my future on the other side of the pitch, not just uh, rugby-wise.
0: Which you have to, that's great. I assume though, even though you will not be playing in this 2023 World Cup, you'll be there. You'll probably be in the middle of everything and experiencing the whole event, right?
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, it's it's here and France, uh, they love rugby, especially in the South, it's pretty divided. If you go to the North of France, there's a lot of soccer fields everywhere. If you go to the South part of France, Every little town that you cross by, there's a rugby pitch, there's a rugby team. Uh, they're fanatics. I mean, it's going to be very interesting, especially if we, the Argentinians, do like we did back in 2007 uh, when the, the the World Cup was also held in France and we played the first game against the French and we won. Uh, we played against again in the semifinals. Uh, we won again. So... Uh, if that happens, uh, it'll be pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that just sounds awesome. I'm I'm excited for that to happen, and hopefully, you get to have a great experience and 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 keep winning, watching your teams win.
1: Okay, <laughs> you mentioned you,
0: um you mentioned the work side of things and and a little about the level of your club. So how do you how do you say it, Sarlat? Yep, Solar Rugby. Solar Rugby. Okay, so that's your club. Now we talk about the there, there's a lot of rugby in France and there's a lot of old rugby, so your club is old, but you approach it like more like a startup, which you talk about your business incubate incubator, and that interests me a lot because here in my market in Texas, we have a lot of teams. Uh, that can relate to something like that. We have a lot of expansion teams. I mean, Austin, Texas just got a a soccer club an MLS soccer club. Mm -hmm. And we have new like regional sports teams, um, like Aussie rules football, a team I work with here, the North Texas devils. And they face these challenges where they're trying to do a lot of things really quick all at once. Like first of all start a team stand up a team but the things like growing their audience or just letting people know they're even there right and then educating them if it's a new sport coming into the market and the funding and just supporters showing up and you know representing and getting players and all those things so even though your club is old you still approach it with some of those same mentalities to to grow
1: yeah, I mean, uh, the the synergies and the connections that you found it's they're pretty interesting. But we do take it uh, as a startup because we believe that it has all of the problems uh that a startup has even though the club is 118 year old. And actually sometimes we we would like to have an empty sheet a blank sheet because there would there wouldn't be so many skeletons in the closet, I would say. The things that you don't know that were so badly managed in the previous years uh, or maybe for the past 100 years. Uh, But luckily, since we took over uh, barely a a year ago, a little bit more, um, we found a way to to show that even on a small club, this can be done. Uh, We created not just a club, but a brand that people that the community can identify themselves with, that sponsors can actually get benefit from what we do. For instance, in social media, we went from 1,500 followers, let's say 10 months ago to 250K uh, today. So we we come from digital marketing space, so this is what we do, and that's why we approach the club uh, in this way. Um, the idea is to create a brand uh, before we, we create the club, and that's what we did. First and foremost, we changed our logo because uh, it didn't have that image that we wanted to, to have. Then we, cre- we, we changed our name because the name, again, we are playing rugby. The word rugby was not in the name. We are playing at Salah. The word Salah was n- not the name either. So, uh, that's very hard to market afterwards, right? So we did little changes, gradual changes. Um, and today we are in a position that, for instance, um, we played a friendly game this weekend. We had around 800 people at the, at the stadium, which is not bad, but we had 80,000 people watching our game live. Uh, on our own um, TV Stream, channel rugby.tv yeah, broadcast yeah yeah wow and that's yeah. something we've developed and that we've been working on and also for instance we've signed contracts with TV station back in the US in Latin America in the UK in Europe and everywhere in the world because we want to bring rugby we want to bring sports we want to bring our our brand to people to our community all around the world
0: it sounds like you're purposefully like intentionally growing your audience and your fan base outside of serla right because it's probably small and you have a you you don't have as much opportunity to just there locally so with the tv and the streaming and the online store and your sites and everything you're you're really expanding your audience digitally that's how you're yeah. doing that that's yeah, smart
1: yeah I'm, I'm glad i'm glad that you mentioned it cuz that's exactly our model cuz there's 10,000 people living in Salah, but we are the seventh-most visited town in, in France with more than 2 million tourists a year. So we are taking that, that same approach. People are coming here for, for the town, and why not for rugby? Because some people ask us, why would you focus on people all around the world if you're based in Salah? And our question goes the other way around. It's more like, why not? Why wouldn't I?
0: It's smart. And it makes sense when you look at the formulas that other sports use. I mean, I'm sitting here in Texas and in my household, the first thing my husband and son do on the weekends is get up and watch English premier league soccer. You know, we're sitting here in Texas and that's one of of their you know, favorite things to do. So you can easily watch a team, support a team from across the world with these digital capabilities. So, yeah. Of course, it makes sense. Um, so I'm curious, being, being from Argentina and now living in France for the past six years, what when you hear me say Dallas Cowboys, first, do you know who I'm talking about? And second, what do you know about them?
1: Yeah, I do know who you're talking about. Um, and actually, aren't the Dallas Cowboys known for being the American football team, not just team from Dallas?
0: Yes, we like to think that it's so. We've, it's been a long time since we used to be at the top, right? We won Super Bowls back to back, and we had a good run, but it's been decades since that. And so, another team, the Patriots, have sort of taken the the leadership role this last decade, and so they like to think they're now called America's team. But us Texas people, we still claim the title because that's sort of our nickname. We're yeah, we've course. always I'm, had that, I'm, yeah.
1: And we actually had that because our CEO, uh, he lived in the, in the States for 25 years. So he he actually brought up the Dallas Cowboys as one of the examples of becoming a team that's loved by the whole country, by, by the whole, by, 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 you know, all the world. Because you don't need to be, Again, that's what we intend to do. That's what we've done so far uh, on our club. Uh, and that's what we are looking for, uh, targeting people all around the world. We don't want to be the team known just in Sarla, but we, we know we can reach out to people. One of the, the, the researches that we've done uh, a couple of years ago was um, how many people back in America knew rugby. Uh, one of we did it through a TV station. I can't remember which one. And they came back to us and they said, sorry to tell you, but only 12% of the people know the rules of rugby. And we were very thrilled and excited about those statistics because we are focusing on the 88% of the people that are missing. Yeah, you got we a lot of opportunity. We are bringing rugby to them. Exactly. You need to be able to see opportunity where and, and, and not just... Uh, be, it's easy to, to stick with the 12%, but uh, I rather keep the 88.
0: Yeah. And, and teach those people and open the sport up to those, that group. Yeah. You've got a lot of opportunity, but yeah, that's what made me think about it when you talked about building your brand, because that is sort of what the Cowboys are known for is it's the brand that goes way beyond, you know, 17 games in the fall. It is a worldwide global brand recognized, you know, all there's fans all over the place. So that that is a good example for your, your CEO to bring up. And I was just curious, you know, to hear to see if you've even heard of it. So yep, it's it's <laughs> kind of everywhere. Yep. <laughs> I live about two miles from the world headquarters. Uh, this it's called the Star. Um, yeah, uh-huh. and it's it's right down the road from us. My husband actually works in the building. He doesn't oh, work really? for the Cowboys, but he works in their building. Yeah. That's so. amazing. It's yeah, we, we live right Lovely smack dab in the middle of it. Yes. And we love the cowboys. We are we're mostly a soccer family and baseball, but we have all of that around here. We have um sports, all of the major sports in our market, right? And like within five minutes from us. So it's pretty amazing. It's we're left.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, who doesn't love sports? I mean any sports.
0: <laughs> I know. We it's love just... we love them all. Now we don't have yeah. I I don't even know where I could watch a rugby game like. In my city i know that i know that they have being living so close to dallas there's there has to be a rugby yeah you've
1: you mentioned austin texas didn't you
0: yeah they're a few well, they, hours they have, from us but yeah
1: they do have a very good team in the, okay uh, the that doesn't NLR.
0: surprise me austin is is kind of this melting pot of different cultures and different people from around the world and so that does not surprise me that that's what the city that you would say and yeah, we we make our way down there a few times a year. So I, I would love to go watch a game because I caught some on the Olympics this summer, and I just couldn't turn away. It's fascinating, just the speed and the skill, and just it, I think it's a I think it's so interesting. But I don't know the rules, like you said. I, I I can watch it, but I don't know what I'm watching. I just it's entertaining though.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's one of the most important things. I mean get excited about the game, even if you don't know every rule, you can still understand a nice hit, a nice line break, a nice, nice score. I mean, it's, every sport has that in common. And since you're very much into sports and you know them very, very well, you can understand the the, the, the process at least and what, what it's all about.
0: For sure. You can pick up on, you can, you can catch on for sure. Okay, well, thanks for your time, Lucas. This was so fun. Um, I'm going to include it in the show notes, but can you tell our listeners, um, I don't know, maybe maybe the website, the most common website for the English-speaking website, so people can look you up?
1: Of course. Uh, So it's uh, salarugby.com. That's the easiest way to find us out. Uh, You've got everything that you need in there. And uh, don't hesitate to reach out.
0: And I'm going to, I'm going to spell it. Is it S-A-R-L-A-T rugby.com?
1: Yep. That's it. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, And then following you guys on social. So I will, I'll tag that in the episode notes, but I wanted everybody to hear it from you also. Um, It was really nice talking to you. I love that, that I'm not in the studio right now. I'm just zooming. And so I can zoom from Frisco to France and (laughs) share your, share your story and your info. I love it.
1: Of course. And thank you. It was a pleasure to be at your show. So thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: And a special thanks to you listeners. If you have liked this episode of Hustle & Pro, please share it with your friends. Share us on social media and make sure you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts so that you can get a notification for our next episode.